podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is supported by SafeBand. SafeBand is the indigo silicon wristband that lets people know that you, or a member of your family, has been vaccinated to protect them from COVID-19. And with every SafeBand that's ordered by you, or people like you, we donate one to a frontline key worker or vulnerable member of the community. Slowly, life will return to how it once was. Until then, we're determined to get things back to normal for those who've taken the first step. Find out more by clicking the link in the description or visiting safeband.me. Welcome to this week's episode of the Spurs Show in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. Thank you so much for joining us again. And uh, on tonight's show, we'll obviously be looking back at the much-needed win on Sunday against Aston Villa. And although we did a show on Friday, because uh, we really had to vent after the week we had, we'll probably talk a bit more about the Zagreb game, because I know some of you said we didn't really talk about the match, probably because we didn't want to. Uh, anyway, joining us tonight, uh, three wonderful, wonderful guests. First of all, the broadcaster, Mr. Marcus Buckland returns. How are you, Marcus? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm... I'm- Actually, I had my vaccination on wherever we are now, Monday. So I've been feeling a little bit groggy uh, really? after that. Yeah, but, but, but um, your, your, your phone, your phone reception is much better, though, isn't it? Hey, hey come on, <laughs> I'm here all week. Try oh the my real. goodness! There yes, no, go. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank yeah. you. Did you get the Pfizer or the AstraZeneca? I got the AstraZeneca. Uh, everyone built it up. So, oh no, you want to get the Pfizer? You want no, to get the Pfizer? It's but, all changed. Uh, it's all changed now. Now that US study, AstraZeneca is the one to get. Yeah, yeah. You know? I it's was pretty, just about like they were the, the the people at Ealing where I went. Unbelievable. I know they're all volunteers, uh-huh. and it was it was superbly done. So, I, I, I want to sort of give a. Hats off to those guys who, and girls who have been working on that. It was brilliant. Yeah, they were all, all very good. And also returning the actor, writer, uh, YouTube star. And you can't see him. He's he's resplendent. He's got behind him, uh, seems like a lot of match programmes, a lot of match programmes. Chris Cowlin returns. How are you, Chris? Hello, Mike. Yeah, a lot of people call these programmes junk. But um, no. yeah, it's no. my, I'm, I'm in my man cave at the moment, talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. And it's nice to be talking about a win. And yes. uh, we're only three points away from top four, so we've got to Well, stop. I mean, it's just bizarre, isn't it? It's still above the Arsenal as well. So, you know, there's some some good things. And also returning, man's been on the show for many, many years. It's a beautiful thing. Neil Ashby returns. How are you, Neil? I'm very, very well. And I indeed have had my vaccine today. Uh, oh, today? A couple of hours, oh, wow. Yes, a couple of hours ago. So, um, What were you, Pfizer, so, Pfizer, AstraZeneca? I'm AstraZeneca all the way. <laughs> AstraZeneca. See, I got Pfizer. I got Pfizer. I did. I was very well. Yeah. I didn't have a choice though, but anyway. No, you don't get a choice. You don't get a choice. It's just like in the arm. There we go. Anyway, yeah. So we're going to talk, we'll obviously talk about um, the Villa game, Zagreb. Uh, No game at the weekend, which I think is a a blessed release for fans and players alike. Uh, This another pointless international break. I had to look up, I didn't know what the games were, World Cup qualifying games against the might of San Marino. It's incredible, isn't it? And Albania. <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever told my Albania story on the Spurs show. 
can't remember if I told this story. If, if, I, if I've told this story at home, you're going, oh God, so senile, he's told this story again. I went to see England play Albania in Tirana. I, some uh, late 90s, I, all I remember, it was the foot and mouth disease, whatever that year that was. So we ended up on this um, coach into Tirana. And me and my mates, we're not like go to the pub. It's like, there must be, what's the best restaurant in Tirana? We asked the local. If the queen came, where would she eat? So we were pushed to this Italian restaurant. And there I met Norman Wisdom, who was a legend in Tirana, uh, because his films were very, you know, against the big man and, and all this kind of stuff. He's a huge deity. And he came out on the pitch. And me and my Spurs sporting mates, we then met David Dean of Arsenal. And this was pre-Soul Campbell moving to them it was a, a good six months before he was going and we'd all had a few drinks at this restaurant and then he came out with it he went guys he's coming to arsenal he's coming to arsenal we were like oh ridiculous no way with our club captain of all places go to your lot and he did there we are should have put a bet on it but i didn't there we are uh not a nice place to run i hope it's improved over the years really Apologies to any Albanian fans, but it was then a little bit of a shithole. Right, um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, a much-needed game. We're going to start with you, Marcus. Uh, I'm assuming you watched the Villa game. Um, it started a little bit nervy. First 10 minutes, it was like one of those games when you play for a new Sunday league team and you don't know anyone. And that was a bit Tanganga and uh, Rodon. It was a bit like, your name is Joe, Joe. Nice to meet you, Joe. Left-footed, right-footed. It was a bit like that early on. And we looked a bit all over the, all over the place. Thankfully, Villa were pretty poor as well. And they had a couple of half chances, didn't take. But then we kind of got into our stride. And after the second goal, Marcus, I think... Some of our best football of the season, you could argue. Yeah, I thought it was incredibly encouraging. You're quite right. The first 10 minutes or so, you're thinking, hmm, we're looking <laughs> a little bit bit lax at the back. Uh, wasn't convinced by the, the team selection, but actually thought anything had to be an improvement. And you're quite right. As the game developed, I thought we played really well. And I thought that Vinicius was a, a plus. I loved Tanganga and Roden's contributions. And Luke, Lucas Moura was absolutely magnificent. So there were... There were a lot of pluses, weren't there? Especially after what had happened three days earlier. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, Chris, the nice thing, uh, obviously, we're going to talk Lucas Moura, probably his most consistent best, well, obviously, Ajax aside, certainly his best game in a long time. What I liked about it, Chris, was that he seemed to be deeper, playing deeper. So it meant when he picked the ball up, he could actually see the pitch ahead of him. He knew when to pick a pass, knew when to run at players. It's a really good position for him there, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, big fan of Lucas Moura. You know, I know he gets a lot of stick from a lot of Tottenham Hotspur fans. You know, does he provide enough assists? Does he score enough goals? But, you know, certainly this this past month or so has, has probably been his, his best spell um, in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt and, and long may it continue. But I think, um, you know, him being more central and, and finding those areas as well and, you know, certainly getting that assist for, for um, the Carlos Vinicius uh, goal in the first half. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's, he's playing with huge confidence at the moment. And I think that we really need to build on this result because it was a, you know, it, it was a huge game for us. And mm. like, like oh, you said, Mike, you know, I completely agree with the starting lineup. You, you didn't know what you were going to get. Did Were we going to get that reaction? But we did get that reaction. And uh, now it's nine Premier League games left, the cup final. And, you know, we've got to treat every game like a cup final and, 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 and fight for every single point we can. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope, Neil. You hope that after the shit show in Zagreb and in, in the Woodish game as well, you, you kind of hope in a way 
they take that awful feeling that most of us are still kind of still quite raw, isn't it? And take that and just kind of think, we don't want that feeling again. This is it. Now the stars are seen, as Chris says, almost like the season starts now. Nine games, here we go. And 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 if they can take, especially that last half an hour, that Villa game, and go on. I think it's Newcastle was the next game we've got weekend after next. We've got, on paper, I mean, we've got, still got United and Leicester, but that aside, all very winnable, aren't they? I think is Everton in there as well. We've got yes. Everton to play, yeah. yeah. I think that um, that one of the things I think that we've always are as Spurs fans is after a couple of wins, we're always, uh, you know, this is it, it's fantastic. And then after a couple of defeats, mm. we're completely and utterly despondent <laughs> and we want to throw ourselves off buildings and all yeah. this sort of stuff. And and I'm always like, no, they're rubbish, they're rubbish, this is it, we're going to lose. And I, I'm, I'm, I cannot call it sometimes. What I thought was fascinating, what I thought was really, really, really cool and I know a lot of people don't like him, but he changed the team and he made a difference in, in making, affecting those changes. Um, actually, what you said, we picked out Tanganga and, and Rodon. They did start pretty nervously, but actually grew, grew into the game quite yeah. well. What I was impressed with Rodon, actually, was that he played like a defender. So there was no mucking around, trying to turn with the ball or trying to do any silly mm. passes. The ball went out of play. Yeah. And what that does as a defensive unit is allow you to reset yourself which, which, which then stopped them coming forward. And actually, they didn't have Aston Villa. They didn't have a lot of no. um, chances, did they? 57 minutes, I think, was their first shot on target. Marcus, and again, I mean, uh, Davison Sanchez, again, he, he does that thing when he gives away these stupid free kicks. OA does it as well. A few of our defenders do it. Little push in the back. Look at the ref, like, oh, what, what have I done? And you're just like, you know, now you've created the pressure on. But again, I thought he got better. Um, and out of the, him and Rodon, he's the sort of more senior fullback. Do you think now, and Tanganga, without a doubt, is probably one of our, our best fullbacks already at the club. Do you think now he should just stick injury, injuries aside, suspensions aside with this team now and try and move forward? Obviously, Sun, obviously Sun will come back. I, I think for, if Tanganga can stay fit, I'd like to see him get an extended run at right back, definitely. I would always personally have Terbi Alderweireld in the team if, if he can play. He was obviously ill at the weekend. Davidson Sanchez intrigues me because there are times when I think the guy looks absolutely world-class and he's quick, he can look really assured, he can make fantastic interventions. But then you always know that at some point, as you say, he's either going to give away a silly free kick or he's just going to switch off for a few seconds, which in the Premier League is invariably disastrous. So I want him, I so want him to fulfil the obvious potential that he's got. But, you know, history tells you that he's going to make a clangor at a key moment. And on the left side, I, I love Reggion going forward. Looks fantastic. I still think he's a little bit suspect at the back, but hey, I'd much rather see him go marauding forward. And and if Mourinho may be a bit of a dinosaur, I certainly um, I don't want him to go up. So for 24 hours after the game on Thursday night, I said, right, that's it. And I'll tell you the reason for that very quickly is that I had a chat with a former Tottenham manager on the Friday morning. I won't say which one, uh, and he'd already spoken to one of the players after the game on Thursday night, and he said, in the build-up to the match. Mourinho was saying to the team, allegedly, we don't have to win this game. Let's just keep it tight, blah 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 which actually is completely contrary to what Mourinho then said after the match. He said he went out and told the players to attack and they weren't listening to him. And of course, he said that a couple of times. Now, if it's really true that Mourinho was saying, just sit back, etc., that fills my heart with dread. Because I think all of us as Tottenham manager that night would have said, go out, get one goal. They've got to get four. It's the end of the tie. So I'm still confused about that. I'm still confused that Mourinho keeps coming out and saying, oh, the players aren't listening to what I'm doing because that doesn't reflect well on him. 
But having said all of that, I like the way he made the changes. I actually like the passion. You can see what it means to Mourinho. And I also don't see the point right now when he hasn't got a clause break in his contract to spend the 35 million or whatever it would cost to get rid of him. And there is no obvious replacement. So uh, for all those reasons, I, I like that team. Sanchez, I still think we need to get another. We definitely need another centre-back. Um, Alderweireld, for me, is, is still much more solid. But that, yeah, they're all real signs, I thought, of encouragement at the back. And we still know that defensively we're a little bit dodgy. So let's get the ball forward as much as we can. Mora is playing in a much better place. Um, like, it's true. We're very, we are a little bit like, oh, we're the worst team in the world. Then we win two matches. We're the best team in the world. But as you said, we've got, what, nine league games week could get a top four place and we are in a cup final and we could lose it 5-0 or we could get a moment of inspiration from Bale or Son and Kane and actually beat Manchester City. So it's, I think it's an absolutely critical couple of months in both the short and long-term future mm. of Tottenham Hotspur. Absolutely. I mean, let's pick up what Marcus said there, Chris. He, he wouldn't mention the, uh, the the ex-manager. I'm guessing it was Terry Neal. No, I'm joking. That's an old name for you. Um <laughs> But the mixed messages kind of coming out from the club, and it's important to, to talk about this. We, you know, we hear Mourinho saying, I told the players to do this. And as we talked on Friday's show, they, they're not doing it. If that's the case, I told them to attack. They're not doing certain things, which in itself is a worry. I'm not too sure. I don't believe that. I think he is, by the way, he's the way the players are playing, I think he's sort of set them up another way. You're also getting mixed message. And I know the press kind of, a lot of it's made up. But I mean, today's a prime example. I read a couple of things today in the press. Sources say Kane wants to go. That's it. Definitely wants to leave. And then just before I record the show, David Ornstein, who is more of an Arsenal man, in fairness, writes for Athletic. He's now spoke to some insiders. Kane is happy to spend his rest of his career at Tottenham. It's so... You just never know what's really going on uh, behind the scenes. Do you think that's a good thing or a frustrating thing? We need trophies, though, Mike. You know, we, we speak so often as Tottenham fans about trophies. And, you know, if, if I was to ask all of you, if you were Harry Kane right now, um, you know, if we won the League Cup and we finished in the top four at the end of the season, is it enough to keep you at the club? And if we don't win uh, the League Cup or finish in top four, are you going to stay at the club? You know, it's a very it's a very difficult one. I know he, he wants the Jimmy Greaves record, and I've no doubt that he will get it if he stays at the club. But we need trophies. You know, 13 years without a trophy... Any domestic trophy at the club is far too long. When you think of our stadium, the training facilities, bringing Jose Mourinho in, having the likes of Harry Kane, Hunmin Son, you know, Hugo Lloris has been at the club since 2012, no trophies. You know, that's why Jose Mourinho was brought in. And, you know, Jose has got many clubs over the line and got trophies in the cabinet. And, you know, Jose Mourinho at the end of this season could, could finish in the top four and win a trophy. And he would probably go down as one of the most successful Tottenham managers in the last 30-odd years. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. This crazy up-and-down season, you know, where loads of fans have, have said that they want Jose out, they don't like his, the, the way he is, they don't like him as a man-manager. But when you saw him in the Amazon documentary, I felt that he come across, um, you know, superbly well. It, it, you know, even when people didn't like him and they didn't warm to it. Yeah, people like to after seeing the doc. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I, I completely agree with you, Mike, that, you know, the comments that he comes out with and, you know, the way that he's dealt with the Deli Alley situation and everything, you know, it's, it's, it's not nice to see. And I'm just hoping as a Tottenham fan that he does get us over that line and, and put a trophy in the cabinet because, 
you know, it is all about trophies and, and, and they're way overdue. No, you're absolutely right. Neil, I mean, the biggest problem, again, picking up on that, the biggest problem that most Spurs fans have, and okay, we haven't been in the stadiums at all, uh, is the style of football that, you know, apart from little moments, glimpses, Crystal Palace recently, Aston Villa the last half an hour, I can't remember the last time this season where I thought we were tremendous for 90 minutes. Probably, what, Man United away? I'm thinking not not one half, two halves, 90 minutes. You you know, you turn the telly off and you go, wow, we absolutely bossed that game. It, it's been a while. I mean, do you, where, where do you sort of sit on the Jose in or out? Well, I think... Well, I, I'm 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 supportive of the manager because he manages the football team, and ultimately, if Jose Mourinho is successful at Tottenham, then Tottenham are successful. So I'm not I, I can't honestly say that I don't like the guy, and I can't say I want him out. What I don't uh, I, I I'm unsure about some of the way we we play football. But what I had a conversation with a, um, uh, one of my great pals uh, just before, and we were talking about the history of Spurs and, and being at that game, Man United, when, you know, we were 3-0 up and, and then that we lost 5-3 and, and it's the soft underbelly that we had. And what my problem is now is that we still have that because, you know, we know it, don't we? If we're 2-0 up and it's 10 minutes to go, how many of us actually can say, no problem? Correct. And that's the issue. And that, what, yeah. I, what I want to see uh, change is that, where people stop coming to... Uh, our, our stadium and thinking they can get a result or, you know, to stop those, those, those teams that are desperately in need of three points coming to, to Tottenham and getting them. That's what I want to see eradicated from, from Tottenham Hotspur. And I did see Mourinho as, as a uh, piece of the jigsaw that might be able to do that. But ultimately it's a bit of a sideshow, isn't it? Mourinho thinks a sideshow. The real issue is, is the money. If you look at the, the teams that, that win uh, championships and trophies, they're the teams that spend the most money. That's the sideshow. That's that's the that's the bit that 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 we all agree on. You know, that's the bit that would fundamentally change us. But in the meantime, we've got you know we have got a little bit of a soft underbelly, and I and I wanted him to be to be successful and provide us with a bit of steel and a bit of know how. It when if we're not playing well, but I, I I will admit wholeheartedly, some of the games it's been very difficult to sit and watch. Um, and even the games went in the first half of the season when, when we were winning them, they were difficult to watch. But the end result was we won and we sat top of the league in, in early December, wasn't it? And we're all sitting there going, How, you know, this is great. I mean, let's, can we kick on from there? I think two things. I think we miss, we have missed Lacelso because I think he brings the, the, um, the play from the middle of the park into the forward line. I also think that Harry Kane is our best midfielder, which is not a great uh, thing to have. You know, we need someone that is a, a great midfielder. And I think that where where we have lacked is that that area. So hopefully Lo Celso can bring that, bring us forward and make us a bit more attacking. Other than that, you know, I was disappointed. I'm still disappointed. Like, Tango and Dombele for me does an awful lot of fancy stuff around that stuff just over the halfway line and not enough in, in, in the final third and in the penalty area. And I'd like to see that sort of um, player, which is where I suspect we miss someone like Adele Ali, someone that's very clever in that, in that penalty area. What do you think? Let Mark, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Mark, let's go back to what Chris said about Harry Kane. My understanding is, again, you can only go on what people say to you. Harry Kane will not break his contract. He will not force a move out of the club 
that he loves dearly. He loves the fans dearly. His family are, are very settled here. Uh, he wouldn't do that. But as he said many, many times, he will remain at the club while he thinks they can win trophies. Well, this season, guess what? We can win a trophy. It's only the League Cup, but it's a start. It gets to that stage, though, when he does then say, maybe behind the scenes, to Daniel Levy, look, I'm 28 now, 29, I want to go. And let me go for money where, you know, I know post-COVID things will pick up, but... You know, there's rumours that, you know, he you know, one of the stories came out today, he wanted what fee we wanted for him dropped so he could kind of force a move. You probably, you hoped if he did go, and I think he'd, if he did go, well, he, w- he will go one day, and I think he will go with every Spurs fan's blessing for what he's done in the Lily White shirt. I think that's a given. I think if he does go, he'll probably go overseas. I can't imagine him putting on a Man City shirt or Man United shirt. I hope I'm wrong. I know money talks, but does he really need the money? Probably not. So you can't see him forcing a move. And it's all got, all to me, it all boils down, Marcus, is will can will the board give Jose another season, depending on what happens at the end of the season? Chris rightly said, win the League Cup top four, good season. I think most Spurs fans from where we were would have to agree with that. The reality still is lose the League Cup final, probably get Europa League. Is that then good enough? One can argue, no, it's not. Where do you stand on that? Well, I'll go back to my ex-Tottenham manager I spoke to on Friday. Um, Terry Neal, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't Terry Neal. And on the subject of Harry Kane, he told me that Kane is ready to go. Kane wants to go to Manchester City. Really? And I, I understand why he does, because as we've all rightly said, he wants to win trophies. And if you actually look at it, where is the only club in this country where you could more or less guarantee winning a trophy? Yeah. You, you got Manchester United, no. I, I think that's a step down from Tottenham at the moment, or certainly it's a level pegging step. Liverpool have come off their cloud. If you want trophies more than anything else, the only club in this country where you could be pretty much certain you'll get your hands on some is Manchester City. The problem for Kane there is that it sounds as though Erling Haaland is going to go to Manchester City in the summer. Kane, I understand. And again, I'm getting this, you know, from a very reliable source, but... Is he reliable? Is he? Uh, If he's the manager, I'm guessing he is. Is he reliable? (laughs) Yes, yes, of course. He's a Tottenham and they're all great. So... Uh, Kane wants Haaland to go to Chelsea, which would then free up his move to City because Kane would not go to Chelsea. Uh, if Haaland goes to City um, and Kane would not go to Chelsea, then the most likely destination for him is Manchester United because apparently clubs abroad are not that interested in him. But do you think Harry would force his way out? Do you think he would... This is it. No, I don't think he would. I don't think he would. But to go on to the second part of your question and the nub of my frustration of late again is you said, what will the board do? They realised that Harry Kane is the poster boy of Tottenham. He means everything to the club. And if they want to keep him, I know we're in COVID times and I don't know know what the finances are like, but if they really want to keep him and they don't want to embarrass him into forcing his way out of the club, they've got to listen to Mourinho, assuming he's still the manager in the summer. And Joe Lewis, and I've said this a few times on my Twitter account, it's high time that Joe Lewis had the decency for the first time, I think it would be since he was took charge of the club, to give us his vision of Tottenham, show a bit of respect to the Spurs fans. Daniel Levy is ultimately, I don't want to say the word puppet, 
He he runs, he does what Lewis does. I want to hear what his vision is, and I want to know why we're always getting our second to third uh, transfer target and not our top one, which would you'd think lead to finally winning something. But Lewis Lewis is not the chairman of Tottenham Hotspur. Lewis has no interest in, 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 in Tottenham Hotspur. He put the money in, uh, obviously, when Enoch took over 20 years ago. That's it. He won't put any more money into it. That's not what they've 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 done. They've they've made money in the club. They've reinvested money within the club, which is perfectly that's how you run a business. They haven't done a, an Abramovich or um, a Mansour and put outside money into the club, and they never will. It's self generating income, and our Spurs fans have got to accept it. All these fans, all you know, whatever. It's not going to happen. Move on. The other thing is, you're not going to, and you're not going to force Daniel Levy out until he wants to leave and sells the club. And I can't see in the current climate that's going to happen either. Just have to live with well, it. Well, okay, but but let's but let's let's be. Let, I think that you you explain that well. But I don't think many fans understand that. I don't think anybody really understands who is running the club. What what the what the philosophy is, and I think it would help if, if even if that is the case and. There is not some billion dollar check that's going to be written. I think people need to understand that there is no communication. And Daniel Levy, who also came out pretty well from that Amazon documentary, fair play, it was a clever bit of PR from Spurs, I thought. But I, we never really got to understand what is driving the club. And I, as a fan, want to know why, for whatever reason, we're linked with the greatest players in the world, every single transfer window. And guess what? They don't turn up. Chris, do you want to answer Marcus's question? It's fr- it's so frustrating. We've seen over the years that we've been so close. Um, you know, a few years back, we were, we were two or three players away from challenging for the Premier League. And it and, and, and I feel gutted as a Spurs fan to, to think that, you know, can we challenge for the Premier League? You know, what was Jose Mourinho brought in for? Was it to challenge for the Premier League? Is he going to be fully backed? Because Pochettino, you know, went through that spell of 518 days without spending a penny still took us to a Champions League final and then the board sacked him because they felt that he couldn't finish in a top four spot uh, regardless of him finishing top four in, in most you know seasons that he'd been there. So what has Jose been brought in for? To win a League Cup, to win an FA Cup or challenge for the Premier League? And it worries me now as a Spurs fan, the fact that we can lose the likes of Harry Kane and Hunmin Son if we're not showing real intent. You know, Harry Kane said that last year. I think in fairness, and I'm and I'm not a fan of the board, and, 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 and don't get me wrong, but in fairness to the board, no one saw COVID coming. The whole rationale behind building this billion-pound stadium was the revenue it will bring in can finally put us in par with the Manchester United's, the Chelsea's and Arsenal. Already, per game, we're earning more money than most of them per match. And that would give us that the, the same money that they have and the same spending power. And we've had, what, better, not, not even a season there yet. Have we had one season? Not even a full season there yet. And that revenue, we came out, Levy. Us being there not this all this season is going to cost us £150 million in revenue. There's your answer. There's your answer. Answer. It's going to take a while. How long Harry Kane, Humming Son, want to listen to another project, as they call it, is another matter. But they've now got the, 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 the foundations with this stadium and the money can generate, not just from football, from, you know, from other sporting events and pop concerts and all that. It's another level. That, that is what they're trying to do. Marcus is absolutely right. You know, when you look back and, and see that we're linked with Bruno Fernandes, and then instead of getting Bruno Fernandes, we got Jetson Fernandes, and that that is that is the real difference of 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 what we're challenging for and the real intent. 
Yeah, no, look, that, that that's another matter. I think, you know, I, I'm the first to agree. Look, we'll let, you know, we'll let, let's have a quick break and we can keep talking about maybe scouting and, and the kind of players we're going for after this very short break. And we're back from after the break. Uh, you know, this season we're in association with William Hill. I've asked and there's no games, no game this weekend, but here's the mods for you. Tottenham to finish in the top four this season. You can get three to one currently. And uh, this is the odds I wanted. Chelsea to finish fifth. Tottenham to finish fourth. But Chelsea then go to win the Champions League, meaning we still don't qualify for the Champions League. 90 to one. 90 to one. That's well worth a fiver. How spursy would that be for that to happen again with that lot? It'd just be so typical. Mourinho manager. Oh, God. And finally, a uh, little one I had a while back and I'm, you know, holding out for Harry Kane, currently now uh, joint top Premier League goal scorer with uh, Salah of um, Liverpool. Harry Kane now 6-4 to four favourite to finish uh, top Premier League scorer. Go to williamhill.com if you haven't already downloaded the app. Go and check out the website and the app for all the enhanced prices in the build-up to all the kickoffs. Uh, Neil, uh, what do you think? Do you think uh, top four is, is still achievable? Obviously, we've got these nine games left. Yeah, I do. I do. I think the problem that we have is that top three and top two aren't. So we're literally probably just fighting for that one place. I think it's us or Chelsea. Yeah, and I think the other thing is there are teams around us that are capable of picking up wins. But here's the thing. You, you have to go on a really good, really good run in order to cement that place. And we'd have to go on a really, really good run. Because Chelsea... Mm. I think we need like 20... I reckon we need like 21 points out of... Yeah. You said nine games, didn't you? Yeah, we need to win the next few. Uh, I think we need to go 20, 21 out of 27. Chelsea haven't lost under Tuchel, and yet they're only uh, three points ahead of us, played the same amount of games. We have had what we consider to be quite a poor run, and then we picked up four out of five wins the last five, we, we, apart from the Arsenal game, which is terrible. But, um, you know, we've, done, we've won those games and not drawn them, we've actually won them. There's, um, there's no reason why we can't pick up some good points in those, those, uh, the teams that, that we perceive to be below us you know a difficult one will certainly be um uh, Manchester United at home but we we you know we are good against them at home Leicester I think we've always got an opportunity of beating Leicester and, and Everton away yeah they're a bit of a Jekyll Hyde side Everton yeah. as well aren't they if you, if you like you know the London derbies are, are kind of out of the way no it's true Chris I mean the, the frustrating thing again going back to this Europa League game sort of bring it up again but we have to that was always going to be our easiest route for a Champions League place. And just as, as, as you know, as, as Marcus said earlier in the show, the, 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 the mixed messages that we just had to go out and get that goal and kill the game off. And um, and let's face it, until half-time, Zagreb weren't particularly good. Don't forget, it was nil-nil at half-time. I think no one saw it. That That is such a frustration that we've yet again cocked it up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and of course, Jose... Uh, made us all believe that he was taking us all the way to the final. And and you kind of thought that he was putting all the eggs in that basket of going all the way to that final and lifting a European trophy since, you know, 84. And uh, I just can't believe it. I'm I'm still absolutely gutted because at the start of the season, I was so confident that Tottenham would go on and win the Europa League. I actually booked my flight and accommodation for Poland. 
it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, and, to, and, and to go out and... You're not going to be able to sell those tickets on, are you? It's, oh. it's, it's no Milan, is it? Gdansk. Go and visit the shipyard. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But to go out in that fashion, Mike, is just simply unacceptable. And, you know, Harry Kane came out and said it was embarrassing, and it was embarrassing. Yeah. You know, the, the team embarrassed all of us fans. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's about now, as I said at the start of the show, it's about now, you know, winning these remaining Premier League games. And, you know, these players are, are fighting for their futures as well because there's lots of talk about a clear out in the summer. Well, there, there will be. There, there, there must be. There must be a clear out, Chris, mustn't there? There, there? there must be, but but there are a number of players there who now need to step up and show what they're worth. And, you know, of course, Jose's on, you know, all these millions of pounds per year. You know, you ne- now need to show your worth and, and get us over that line, exactly what you're brought in for. Who don't you think Chris has got a future at Tottenham at the end of the season? Who do you think they will definitely, if they can get the money for them, uh, or uh, that's a whole other argument, you know, people staying at the club because Levy doesn't get the money once. But which players, Chris, do you think under Mourinho pretty much say ain't going to happen? Well, I think uh, I think you're going to have to really think about the the future of Deli Ali. I think if you're going to if he's not going to be a part of Mourinho's plans, they need to you know get some good money for him. Um, I don't particularly like Eric Dyer. He's always fancied Eric Dyer, and now he's not in the in the um, in the back four. So you know why don't why don't clear these players out? Eric Lamella. Although he's had a good few months in a Tottenham shirt, probably his best since 2013 when he signed for us. I don't think he's delivered over the years, so perhaps uh, you know he can go as well. Um, there are so many, Mike, as you say, there are so <laughs> many. Um, but you know what? That, that's why I said about what has Jose been brought in for? Because this huge rebuild that Tottenham need, you know, is Daniel Levy and the board are they going to be giving Jose or any future manager hundreds of million pounds to? to this is it. This is this. This is the big. This is the. I mean, this is this is the the the, the nub of it, isn't it, Neil? Will that Daniel Levy at some stage before the end of the season? Obviously, results are going to be important, but he's got to sit down. Even if we don't get top four, which I still think is is a long shot. William Hill says it's a three to one shot, and decide: Am I going to let Jose Mourinho and his staff and Steve Hitchin, whatever, be the team to? Probably move on, Lamella, Dyer, Delhi, Harry Winks, Sissoko, quite a few there. Um, or is he going to start again and try and get uh, a Brendan Rodgers, who I know was interested in coming, you know, nearly ended up with us a few years ago. That is the thing they've, they've got to do. And whatever they do, is that still good enough to keep Harry Kane at the club, when you look, you go back to that documentary. There was that lovely moment when you don't know how staged it is, but Harry sits in Jose's office and he goes, "I'm going to get you to the next level. I'm going to get you. You're going to be the. You're going to be a superstar level." And one can argue, look at his goals and assists this season. He is at that level. He's at that level. Well, he's our best midfielder. He's our best centre forward, and you could argue he's actually one of the best defenders. So he has made him a better player this year for however however that way that is. But he hasn't made many players better though, has he? Which is another thing you can level against Jose. Yeah, you, you could do, but I but I do think that that also that that come the end of this year, you've got some players that are going to be coming back into the club. I mean Skip has had a terrific season on, on loan at Norwich and he'll be he'll be picking up in that middle of the park. So I suspect Winks might be going. You've got uh, obviously um Sessignon at uh, Hoffenheim he's at he'll be back so Ben Davis might even, you know, Ben Davis might be going or, um, you know, certainly uh, we, we'd need to strengthen in, in uh, central 
defence. But if Tanganga comes through, we only need to really look at maybe getting rid of um, Aurier because I don't think Aurier's future's uh, at Spurs. But but the th- but the thing is, let's be honest though, Marcus. We mentioned those players to go right. The players remaining at the club. Do you think that team is good enough to then go for a challenge for the title? It isn't. Let's be honest. It absolutely isn't. You've then got to bring in some serious ready-made players. None of these one for the future. Oh, you know, he'll be worth more money. We can sell him to Real Madrid one year. They've got to go out and get, was Jose has always wanted, ready-made players. That's a top, at least one top, top centre-back. Another top, top full-back. And, you know, Skip, great. Skip would probably vie with Holbier in that position. Is Skip going to make you win the title? Probably not. Not yet. You know, there's still a lot of, a, so much work has got to go into that recruitment. But that's it? where Mourinho is good. He he can go out and buy ready-made players. And if he's if he's given the funds, and I still think he, he'd have the allure to attract certain players over, clearly it would be much easier if we finish in the top four. And on that subject, I suppose the one thing we could we could try by pulling wool over our eyes to say is that by being knocked out of the Europa League, we've cleared our fixture list a little bit. Aside from the League Cup final, we can now just focus on those nine league games without worrying about going off. Uh, well, it might, <laughs> might be an across the north to Arsenal in the next round of the Europa League, but we can focus entirely on that. Chelsea is still in the Champions League. I, I look at this, the respective set of fixtures that Spurs and Chelsea have between now and the end of the season and the way Chelsea are playing and the fact that what they've considered is it two goals in 14 games, something like that under Thomas Tuchel. They don't score a lot of goals though and maybe they'll get distracted. They've still got Man City, they've still got Arsenal. Um, yes. Man City and Arsenal and Leicester, I think. And they've got a great run in the Champions League. And they've got the Champions League, yeah. And the FA Cup, and the FA Cup. Yeah, so we might, be- we might uh, ironically, benefit from getting knocked out of the Europa League. Yeah, you're, you're right. Chris, let's just go back to the players you mentioned. If we assume, because the lack of income coming in this season, Daniel Levy, let's say Jose Mourinho is there next season and they sit down at the end of the season, he'll turn around to Jose and go, look, we've had no money coming this season apart from the TV money that's cover the wages. So I'm telling you now, you've got to sell players and whatever you sell, you can use that money. Okay, I agree with you, Chris. Deli Alley out of all of them. I love Deli Alley and I'd rather he stayed at the club than Jose personally. But Deli is probably the one that, you have to let go. In, and again, current climate, players, the clubs don't have the kind of money either. But, you know, you can see Delhi ending up at PSG. Probably, what, 60 million in today's terms? Let's go 60 million there. Eric Dyer, we picked him up very, very cheaply originally. What's Dyer worth? Let's let's say 10 mil. Lamella, 5. Aurier, 8. Winks, 8. 16. We'll probably generate, with all the fringe players, probably about £100 million in, in transfers, I'd say. Now, what's that going to get you? Three top players? Three top players. Wow. Um, it's not enough, is it? It's, uh, that, 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 that's exactly why Pochettino said it's a huge rebuild. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't refresh in, in certain transfer windows. And it's, uh, it's now biting us on the arse, really, isn't it? And... Uh, it's going to be very difficult. And, and that's why I keep asking, you know, why was Jose brought in? You know, is it to win a domestic trophy? Is it, you know, is it to please all of us fans that we've actually got a trophy in the cabinet because they're so overdue? But I want to see us challenged for the Premier League. I really do. You know, every every single fan wants to see us challenged for the Premier League. It's, it's 60 years now since, since we last won 
a league title. It's absolutely crazy. 1961. Um, the, the rebuild is huge, Mike. And, uh, you know, I only mentioned Deli Alley, by the way, um, is because, you know, if he's not getting game time and, he, and he's not fancied by Jose Mourinho, then you may as well sell him. Um, but that is down to Daniel Levy truly backing Jose Mourinho and saying, um, you know, you, you do what you think is best and, and, and you manage the club in the way that you see fit. Um, but there, there are so many players, as, as we've seen, the season has been so up and down. And that's why I think in this crazy, crazy season that we've had, you know, we can end it on a high by winning a trophy and finishing the top four because, you know, Pochettino got sacked because they thought that he couldn't get in the top four. So top four is a bold requirement. You know, top four is what we should be getting. Yeah. So it, it, it has to be a must. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're right. Neil, I mean... <clears throat> If you're Daniel Levy, what what do you do? I mean, I I mean, I think the problem he's got is I don't think there's any great candidates. There's not someone there you go, well, he's a shoo-in, he's a shoo-in. You've got Nagelsmann at Leipzig, very young, unproven outside Germany. Rogers, I like Rogers, but you could argue, well, he stiffed at Liverpool. He had a chance of winning the league with Liverpool. He didn't. He went to Celtic, but one could argue Scottish football is inferior. He's done, I think he's done wonders at Leicester, but as yet, Leicester haven't won anything yet either. You know, there's there's not many great candidates that you go, well, he's going to come in and, and, and he's going to... Look, no one's guaranteed success, but there's, no, there's not one shining light there, is there? No, I think that the issue around COVID will affect that thinking. So what you will have is is uh, a decision, I think, that they sit down and say, right, what can we generate? And then that will determine possibly then what they go and get. I mean, this is this is assuming, of course, that they want to get that they want to get rid of Mourinho. They might not want to get rid of him. They might want to keep him on. They might want to. Well, he's still, he's under contract, and you know that's a lot of compensation for him. Yeah, to I mean, and I, you know, and I think that there's always, there's always a chance. There's a, there is always a chance that that. That you can turn. There's a lot of players that, that are playing now that aren't that aren't playing particularly well. But there's always a, there's always a chance that some of these players that will shine and will start to, to start to have great seasons. And we could. Well, you don't need an awful lot to bring the other team along with them because confidence and a role of, of game suddenly breeds a bit more confidence. And then everyone's you know everyone's into the process. I think with um, with someone like uh, Nagelsmann, I think what you'd have to do there is you'd have to say, look, you know, we haven't got the money. Um, to, to go out and buy off-the-shelf players at, at 80, 100 million. We, do, we just don't operate like that. And we've never operated like that. We've got some great kids and we've, um, and we've, you can do a little bit of mixing around here and there. But this would be a project for a, a manager like that. And, and it would almost mm. be like... A, Another bloody project. Another project. <laughs> well, this is unfortunately, project. that's the problem, isn't it? Because, because you don't have... We don't have the funds to go... There you go, we're having that. And we don't do that. That's not how we've operated. Um, Marcus, uh, another bloody project. I mean, this this is it. I just, you know, what Chris says is, why do you bring Josie in? Josie has been absolutely been, he's a serial winner. And his argument is, start with the League Cup. You speak to, I think Glenn Hoddle was interviewed at the weekend about when he won the League Cup. I think it was at Chelsea, maybe. The whole thing about that first one, that Steve Perriman on his show, that first trophy. It's all about getting that first trophy you know, you, the, the habit of winning. We all get that. And, and look, and we've got a chance against Man City, um, but it's still we're absolute outsiders to win that game. But do you think a League Cup win will really appease the fans? What if we got League Cup and finished fifth or sixth? Is that a good season for Jose Mourinho? I, I, 
Do you know what? Yeah, I, I would say it's a good season just to win some some silverware because it's been so long. But winning a League Cup in itself, as our history will tell you, yeah. does not mean we're going to move on to the next level. We won one under George Graham in 1990. We won one under Juan Ramos in 2008. And he was sacked. Well, yeah. They were both, exactly. So it, it it's a lovely day out, except it won't be because you can't go to Wembley for this one, which possibly is going to be a, a blessing in disguise if we get beaten 5-0. I think it will appease us at the moment because it, it's it, it's an I would I right now will stand up and sign up for winning the league cup and finishing in a Europa League place because the other, the one other advantage about the Europa League with all due respect although we have done amazing in the Champions League the chance of winning it are very very slim and it does offer an opportunity for some of the fringe players to play on a regular basis in those Europa League games. So I don't think it's a poison chalice. So if that's what it's meant to be, let's get that bit of silverware. And I think let's keep Mourinho. We, well, how many more managers do we want to bring in and out? It's not necessarily the manager's fault, as we've all alluded to. I think it's the way the club is run. We've got to cut our cloth, cut our cloth accordingly. And um, let's stick with the guy who has won silverware wherever he's been. Interesting. I mean, the other thing, uh, Chris... Uh, I, I, I don't know if a few, few of you saw it. Gareth Bale was interviewed today and said, end of season, as far as he's concerned, he'll be going back to Real Madrid. Spurs fans going crazy on social media. He's on loan. He's on loan. The deal I understand, it's a one-year loan with an option for negotiation for a second-year loan. He's a Real, Real Madrid player. What else is he going to say? There could be this ironic thing, Chris. If you're assuming we won't be allowed back into the stadium until what? Maybe December, I'm guessing. It's certainly not going to happen August, September, October, maybe October, but probably not. We could have the situation when Gareth Bell returned to Tottenham and none of us see him play live. <laughs> I was lucky, actually, Mike. I've seen him play live. Oh, did you get tickets for... Um... Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, I read a, a report earlier before coming on here, and I think it works out at £1.7 million per goal this season um, in a Tottenham shirt. Um, you know, so when you talk about money, um, you know, we've certainly spent the money there. But um, Gareth Bale, obviously, you know, we're all huge fans of him and, and we were all super excited about seeing him back. But it, it hasn't been, you know, quite the, the fairy tale return that we all imagined. Um, yes, he's had a couple of good games, he's had a couple of good glimpses. But if, you know, in my opinion, and I think if, if it was my choice, I don't think that I w- would renew it anyway for the second season because I don't think he's done enough this year. Mm, I think that's pretty reasonable. A few bits of pieces. Uh, obviously, great announcement that uh, Sky and BBC have done a new deal with the women's game, bringing seven to eight million in for next season. Great news for the uh, Tottenham women's side currently in the Super League. Uh, other bits of pieces for premium content, including a daily Spurs uh, news show, expert interviews, and original documentary series on Spurs. Go to Patreon dot com slash Spurs show for the cost of about 50 pence a week. Next week, Theo Delaney is here with uh, another Sky broadcaster, Jeff Brazier, uh, Simon Dent, an ex uh, a kit man, Roy Rayland uh, returns. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We, I mean, I, we could have gone on for hours here, but uh, thankfully we've all still got lives uh, to, to lead. <laughs> Uh, any of you going to be watching the World Cup games? Neil, are you going to be watching the, the massive England San Marino game, hoping that Spurs players don't get injured? I will. Yes, I will. I, I you know, like I said, there's not an awful lot else to do. So uh, football's on. Yeah, the football's on. Chris, do you watch England? Do you follow England? Yeah, absolutely. I just hope that Harry Kane is rested and, and doesn't play a minute. 
I mean, he'll say that, Marcus. He'll probably want to play because he's he's off that Rooney record. You you want to play against San Marino, surely? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Of course, you're going to cheer them on. I, I can't pretend that I get hugely excited at these international breaks, but um, no. yes, come on, come on, Harry, come on, England, and then let's get back and beat Newcastle, please. I mean, already this hasn't been a game yet. Ben Davis has just pulled out of the well squad. We've got injured in, in in training, so already before ball has kicked in anger, we've got one player crocked. So uh, let's hope all the others come back unscathed. Anyway, Marcus, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Pleasure. Chris, thank you so much for coming back again. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you, Neil. Lovely to see you as well. Uh, thank, thank you, you so sir. much for all of you around the world listening. Uh, as I said, we'll be back next week. Until then, come on, you Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Investors like you have a problem. Today, most portfolios only include stocks and bonds. While it's currently performing, it's a strategy that Goldman Sachs predicted in 2023 to underperform for the next decade. Luckily, our sponsor, Masterworks Advisors, focuses on a non-traditional alternative asset, helping over 15,000 investors diversify a portion of their overall portfolios with blue-chip post-war contemporary art. Over 60% of wealth managers surveyed by Deloitte have already integrated art into their wealth management offering. And by signing up at masterworks.com slash advisors with code free, you can talk to a registered investment advisor representative who deals exclusively with this alternative asset class. So schedule a free same-day advisory call with Masterworks Advisors just by going to masterworks.com slash advisors and using promo code free. That's masterworks.com slash advisors promo code free. This advertisement relates to the provision of advisory services by Masterworks Advisors, LLC, and is not intended to offer or solicit investment in any securities and is not investment advice. Masterworks Advisors is affiliated with Masterworks.